Welcome to Navigating the Modern World, a place to gain skills or new ways of thinking, coping, or approaching the areas of life that you may feel stuck, stagnant, fearful, or challenged. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of Navigating the Modern World. My name is Kimberly Johnson. I am your host. I am a mindset shifter, a peace warrior, and a sex advocate. I do life coaching and sex coaching in the Denver, Colorado area. I am so stoked about this conversation because I think it's so important. And I want to say that today we're going to talk about Trump. And we're going to talk about how to share space with someone who voted for Trump and supports Trump. But mostly this is a conversation about how to be with people who think differently than you think. How to be with people who are not in your direct circle, like who don't love the things you love, who don't talk the way you talk, who don't think about the things you think about, but really how to be with someone who's different than you. And this conversation is totally like self-manifested. Most of my podcasts are just like things I'm dealing with in my own life. And so they kind of come out naturally, which is why I think I love this podcast so much, is that it doesn't feel hard. It feels very, very in flow of my life. And this conversation is no different. Um, Last night, I had some dear friends over for dinner. And this conversation came up. Then today, I'm on the phone with a dear friend. And the same conversation came up. And her exact words to me was, can you please make a podcast out of this? She's like, I think this is very important. And so, of course, I said yes, and here I am. So I want to talk about how just like what can come up when people have different political stances from us, spiritual stances from us, um, beliefs about life from us, different ways of living than us, right? Like what can come up is uncomfort. And... The reason it feels uncomfortable, and I want to I state this too about the uncomfort. The uncomfort shows up like this. You know you're uncomfortable when you're judging someone else, when you're making them wrong, or when you feel like you have to prove something to them about your own life or your own beliefs, right? So when you start feeling like um, you need to prove something or you start feeling really like, like you want to make this person wrong, like you know that you've kind of gone down that path. And there's nothing wrong with this path. Um, The the path is being uncomfortable. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being uncomfortable. I actually think that being uncomfortable is one of the most beautiful gifts of this lifetime. Most of us on a normal day-to-day basis try to avoid being uncomfortable. We live kind of the same life um, over and over and over again on repeat so that we can stay in this homeostasis place of actually not having to feel discomfort. And there's also nothing wrong with that, except for that it keeps you in homeostasis and it keeps you slightly stagnant and it can keep you in 
patterns or ruts that may not even be serving you. Like I see a lot of people in my career that staying in that place of homeostasis, not wanting to feel uncomfortable, can keep them in this place. And I almost want to say the place, like the cycle, the cyclical cycle of life of like repeating the same things over and over and over again are very, very normal That's what human beings do because we want to stay in homeostasis. We want to stay comfortable. And so when something feels uncomfortable, what ends up happening is we usually react in some way. So in the realm of what we're talking about today, so let's say somebody starts talking about something political or religious or they start talking about Trump or whatever, um, what we tend to do is we get into reaction mode. And maybe the reaction mode is like, get me the heck out of here, like bolting, flight. Or maybe the reaction is, no, you're wrong. Let me, let me try to prove you wrong. Let me tell you all the reasons that you're wrong, right? Fight. Or we go into this like nurturing place of like, I want to fix this person. Like, how can I fix this person? Maybe if I say this this way, then I'll fix them. And then they'll believe what I believe, right? And this is all just to get people on the same level as us. Like, this is a normal human behavior. When we feel uncomfortable or somebody is questioning or challenging what we believe, we go into, like, the normal kind of auto response is flight, fight, or fix, And it's normal. There's nothing wrong with it. Like there's nothing innately wrong with that. So wherever you are on the spectrum, wherever you've been, maybe in the last year, during the first year of Trump's presidency, um, give yourself some like self-compassion. There's nothing wrong with it. And my guess is, is that it doesn't get you what you actually want in life. When we're in reaction in life, We usually don't get what we want because what we really want is connection. What we really want is to like understand and we really want to like empower the world and we really want to make a difference and we really um, want fairness and justice for everyone and equality for everyone, right? So that's like the place, that's like the underneath place that we're coming from is this this place of like love and like no but you don't understand like I really like these policies are better because they protect people that are vulnerable or whatever it is right like we come from this very loving place but in the moments when we're actually faced with people who are opposing our belief systems and sometimes aggressively opposing what we tend to do is go into reaction mode And so the very first thing I want to state about if you find yourself with anyone, whether it's about Trump or not, today I'm specifically focusing kind of in on Trump, but it doesn't matter if it's Trump or if it's something religious or if it's a family member that doesn't understand the way you live your life, like whatever it is. The first thing to really notice is how you want to justify yourself, justify what you believe justify the way you live, justify your thoughts. And I want to offer to you that whenever you get into a situation or a scenario where this person is directly in front of you, I want to give you permission that you don't have to justify anything. And that actually, 
when you begin to justify or you begin to kind of like you want to prove your point or you want to get across your point that what we actually do in the other person and this is this is like 90% of the time there are those people that are really open to listening and wanting to hear the other side so those types of people aren't necessarily um excuse me included in what i'm talking about but in the other percentage that really believes what they believe and you find yourself in contact with them in front of them that the moment you start justifying the moment you start trying to try to like prove your point or argue with them that actually what you're doing is you're strengthening their belief system because you know what they're gonna think yep see look this is like what the other side looks like of course they're arguing with me of course they're getting defensive right you begin to strengthen their belief system and then they grasp it and they start holding on to it for dear life and it actually does not solve any problem at all so something that you can begin to do is you can begin to look at these people one as people They're human beings walking the earth just like you. They're human beings that want the same exact thing you want, which is connection and love and to live their best life. They actually want exactly what you want. And you can really begin to look at them from this lens of deep curiosity. Like, asking them like oh that's really interesting why do you believe that oh that's really interesting please tell me more about that please tell me what had you vote for trump like what about trump really resonates with you what does he promise you that you really want to stand behind for yourself and your life and you can begin to get really curious I did this one time with somebody very, very close to me who voted for Trump. And I was very, very, at first I wanted to get very defensive because I was like, what? You know, I had that reaction at first. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. You really love this person. This person is a big part of your life. So you could get into reaction mode and stop treating them like a human being. And stop treating them how you would want to be treated. Or you could really check in with yourself and say like, okay, how would you want to be treated right now? And what came up for me is like, I would want somebody to get curious about my beliefs. I would want somebody to be curious. And so we could have a dialogue versus this back and forth. Nobody's actually listening to each other. So I just began asking her like, what had you vote for him? And like, What does he promise you that gives you hope for your life? And what I saw was that she is a lower to middle class American. She has kids. And she, he promised her that he could help her. He could help the middle to lower class human. And he really 
like in a fear-based way was telling them that like the way government has run before has never been helpful for you and please let me help you like my wealth and the wealth of the world let it drip down to you and that was his promise that's that's what he was reaching he was reaching for the human beings who were living in fear because their life felt strapped their life felt like every day they were working for their paycheck they were barely making it by maybe some of them weren't educated some of them may be educated but like you know they're not their their life isn't about dreaming about these huge future things these they're dreaming about how they could maybe make more money so that their family can have more food on the table like they're thinking about basic needs and he was really really masterful at kind of touching on these fears that the like this class of humans in the world have and they're really fearful of their life and wanting to make sure that their family makes it and wanting to make sure they can make ends meet and wanting to make sure that they have like what they need for survival and he spoke really well to them in kind of plain english promising them lots of things and i get it i was listening to her and it's like you know, the type of person he was didn't really matter. It was what kind of promises he promised to really make to them to help make their life better. And I heard the fear. I heard the like, oh, this person just wants a good life for themselves. And then I began thinking about the other side, right? The the people that were voting for the other side. And it's the same. They heard the message that they thought was best for themselves and for the world. And so that's why they voted. And it's no different. Like each side is just voting for whoever's promising that they can give them the things that they need in life. And like for me, you know, I care about the environment and I care about all of these like, in my opinion, are like macro issues because my micro issues are pretty taken care of. I make enough money to live in a home. I have food. I'm not really worried so much about my survival so I can spend the time thinking about these macro things or thinking about more of like a spiritual world and thinking about how we can save um, nature and the water in the world. And um, like, these are the things I think about, like recycling and taking care of our natural resources like right like these are like macro high level things that I think about because my micro things are taken care of like I'm not in fear so since I'm not in fear mode of like I'm about to lose everything or my family isn't going to survive or I'm going to get all my money taken from me, right? Like they, there were other fears that he was speaking to that weren't just the middle to lower class. Like he was speaking also to the people who are rich in America saying like, I'll let you keep your money and um, I'll create things for you guys too. Like he was promising a lot of people and people with a lot of money, you know, a lot of times their fear is losing that money, losing what they have earned or losing what they have gained, Losing their possessions. Like everyone's just running around in fear. Can you hear that? And so he was speaking really masterfully to these people who are in fear. And then they voted in fear. 
And honestly, there's nothing really wrong with that because most humans walking around are walking around in a fear mentality. Wanting to reduce their fear, keep themselves as safe as possible, keeping themselves in that homeostasis, that comfortable place where they are. Potentially trying to make their life better so that they can be even more comfortable. Right? That's what we're all doing. And so when you get faced with someone who thinks differently about you, you can see that on the outside they're speaking differently. Maybe they're using different people's names because they voted for this person when you voted for this person or they're thinking about different spiritual beliefs or they're thinking about different ways of living. But we're all just trying to make the best life for ourselves and we're all trying to stay as comfortable as possible. And we're all just trying to make, if we can, our lives a little bit better. And whoever promises that or whatever promises that to us We begin to believe in, we begin to investigate, we begin to live into, we begin to vote for them, right? That's what we're all doing. So when you come in contact with this type of person, whoever it is, whatever they're believing that's different than what you believe, you can one, see them as a human being and get curious. And in that moment, allow them to be your teacher, like really your teacher, Approaching them, not from the curiosity so that you can like prove wrong what they're going to say to you, but like really curious about what is this person here to teach me? Because everyone I encounter is my teacher. So what is this person here to teach me? And also, how can I really, really see another human being and get like deeply related to what it is to be human and to make actions, take actions out of fear? And by you getting curious about them, the moment you choose curiosity and wise action versus being in reaction, so really just talking to them from a place of care and love and curiosity, you change the cycle in that moment. You put fear at a halt because your reaction is just out of fear. If I can convince them something else is right, then I'll get my way and I'll save the world and maybe somebody else will understand and, right, it's all fear. So the second you put fear on halt and you say no to fear and you look at another human and you recognize another human being, you put fear on halt and you choose love and you begin to shift everything. You begin to shift the actual cycle. You create create connection versus separation the more that we argue with people the more we make them separate the more we make them wrong you right and that's what war is and that's what's creating all the war in the world and that's what we can begin to diminish the second we say no to fear and we open our hearts to being taught by someone who's different than us and we open our hearts to get curious like really curious and it's going to take practice because they're going to say something and it's going to start triggering you and for you to continuously choose love will not only alter them but it will alter you forever and you can begin to really really see them as yourself because sure the words might be different Sure, the quote-unquote beliefs might be different. Sure, who you voted for might be different. Sure, how you get your food might be different. Sure, the things you eat might be different. The way you live might be different. But we're all the same. 
We're all trying to make it. We all want the best for our lives. That's all that any of us are doing and we all want connection and we all want love. And at a fundamental level, like the deep fundamental level that we maybe can't see with our eyes, we are all the same. We all were birthed the same way. We came out of the womb the same way. We will all die. And the more that we can recognize when we meet up with any human, especially when they don't believe like we do, and we can still see ourselves, and we can still see the truth that they just want love, and we can offer them love, we begin to change the world. And also, they begin to trust you, and they begin to feel heard. And from that place, it's possible we could maybe have a real conversation and real things could be explained or shown and truth could be revealed, but it's never going to happen in reaction. It's always going to happen in that safe space of feeling loved and heard where their ears can actually open to hear you. And so there's this approach. I also want to offer a different approach that is an approach of like a bystander approach. So when you witness somebody saying something and maybe you're in public, maybe you're at a dinner, wherever you're at, how to break the rhythm of what's being said, like kind of break. um, So what happens is let's say somebody, so this was the example from last night is that somebody made a homophobic remark and um the other person didn't know what to say they didn't know how to be the bystander they didn't know how to react they wanted to say something and they started feeling angry but they didn't know what to do so they just left you know and I want to offer some tools to be a bystander that doesn't include arguing that doesn't include making someone wrong that doesn't include creating more war in the world and creating more separation in the world but just a way to kind of um, break something, like change something. So what you can do is a few things. Um, You can, one, you can interrupt with something like this. So let's say you're at a dinner and somebody says something and you're like, whoa, I'm a bystander of somebody like judging another person or saying something rude about another person or something, right? What you can do is you can just say, You can like stand up, have like your cup and say like, hey, I'm going to go try to find the waiter so I can get more water. Does anybody need anything? Or you could say something like, hey, I'm going to get up and go to the restroom. Does anybody need anything? And you break what the person is saying and you bring it back to something completely different. So that's one way. So let's say you go to the bathroom and you come back and let's say they're like talking about something else. So you're like, oh, great. Perfect. Okay. So that topic's done. You're a bystander. You broke like people know what you're doing, even though they don't know what you're doing. You know, it's like when you abruptly change the, the, uh, the conversation, most people will get the, the hint. Most people will get the like, um, the, what's it called when you're like in a group, the, just like 
the cues, the, the cues of another person like, oh, that person might feel uncomfortable. So they're abruptly changing the conversation. Okay, got it. We'll start, we'll start talking about something else, right? But let's pretend that you come back and they're still talking about whatever. This is what you can say. You can, you have like a few options. You could stand up and you could say, hey guys, I really don't feel comfortable. Could we change the conversation? And then bring up a conversation. Like, could we talk about um, how we haven't gotten snow yet and how I really want to go skiing? Has anybody skied this year? Right? Example. Or what you could say, you could stand up and you could say, hey guys, I really feel uncomfortable about this conversation because I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk bad about anyone. Like that's something I'm really committed to. And so if we don't change the conversation, then I'm going to have to go. But I love all of you guys and I hope you have so much fun. And you can notice what comes up next. And if they keep talking about it, then you can say, okay, yeah, that's totally fine. If you guys want to talk about that, that's totally fine. I'm going to go. I love you guys. I'll see you later. And you commit and you leave. You don't play wolf. You don't start an argument. You just commit and you follow through with what you say. The other tactic that um, a lot of people have used, I am less skillful at using this, but if you if you tend to be like the funny person of your group or in your work environment, they also say humor is a really great way to break a bystander moment. So you can like kind of have a moment where you see something and then like you know everyone in the group and then you kind of like interject with like something of a completely different subject matter but that's funny and that's silly and it breaks everything and it kind of makes things lighthearted, right? The other part of this that I want to make very, very clear is that you're not necessarily avoiding what's happening. You're just breaking what's happening and creating something new. So a lot of times I'll be talking about bystander moments and people are like, yeah, but does that really resolve anything? And and so this is what I always say about that. Arguing or creating a scene or creating like a conflict also does not resolve anything. But if you can create kind of this like changing of a subject matter or or saying that you need to leave, what you can do whenever you've cooled down and that the other person, you know, they're not in it either, is if it really is important to you and you know the person really well and you feel very confident that you can like talk to them, you can just like call them later, like the next day and say, hey, sorry, I just really, I don't want to talk bad about this person or I really don't feel comfortable talking about religious things or, or I really don't feel comfortable, you know, making fun of people who are gay. And you can just say like, I'm not judging you. I really love you. I just like, I'm like, I just don't want to be a part of that conversation. So I had to leave, but I just wanted to like call you and let you know, like, that's how I feel about that. And my request, you could even make a request. Like my request is that like when we're together, we just, we don't make fun of people that have different sexual orientations or we don't talk about politics or, you know, you could like really um, just request what you need. And if the person doesn't honor your request, that's okay. You just don't spend time with them. But fighting with someone is never going to solve anything. It actually just makes whatever's going on, it just exasperates it. It makes it bigger. And it, it like it, it's almost like blowing wind on a person's fire. It almost like people can sometimes get off on it. 
and then they're justified and also how they're acting and they can begin to treat you poorly too. And we don't want any of that. We want peace in the world. So this whole podcast, you know, my whole point of this podcast in doing this work is how to create more peace and not like avoiding things, but how to create peace effectively. And it first has to start with us getting really self-honest and curious and being willing to understand that like also what drives us is fear and being willing to see other people differently, being willing to like stop being judgmental, being willing to take wise action versus being in reaction. It has to start with us showing up powerfully in our power and in service of all the beings involved, all of them, including the ones that don't agree with you. But, you know, truthful action, truthful things in the world, things that resonate at that soul level of truth, serve everyone involved. And like we were just talking about, that doesn't mean that you don't call your friend and have a conversation with them and request for them not to make fun of people. You can do that too. That is in service of all beings. So this is what this is about. So self-honesty and you showing up really powerfully and then just practicing and learning skills. So curiosity, asking questions or being really intentional about interrupting conversations that aren't serving human beings. That is like just creating more war and separation in the world and just practicing them. And you might fail and then you might have to say like, oh guys, I'm so sorry. I was being so awkward when really all I wanted to say is like, I don't want to talk bad about people, right? You just clean up. You just keep practicing showing up. And every time you do it, you choose love and you you choose connection and you choose truth And that's how you change the world. We don't have to prove to anybody that our way is right and that their way is wrong. You just show up how you want things to be in the world. So if you want peace in the world, you show up peaceful. And the way you do that is you stop making people wrong and you start getting curious and loving people. If you want more love in the world, you start showing up lovingly and you start seeing human beings as human. Like, if you want more freedom in the world, you start freeing people. We have every single moment we're interacting with people, we either enslave them in judgment and fear and, um, you know, being critical or being hateful or being mean or being negative, or we free them. We free them by offering them love and curiosity and compassion and understanding And one of the most powerful things I've ever heard is that people either are showing up in love in life, they're either showing up in love and and taking action in love or reacting in love, or they're showing up in fear. There's only two ways. People are either showing up in love because they feel safe and they feel comfortable, or they show up in fear because they feel very uncomfortable and change terrifies them. And they don't really feel like they have any other option except for to fight, flight, or fix. And they will show up in fear every single time. So I want to just offer to you to really take this on, especially during the holiday season when you might be spending time with people that think differently than you, but you don't really feel like you have a choice, like you want to hang out with them because they're your family or they're your closest friends, but they think differently than you. Like really take this on. Take on listening. 
Take on curiosity. Take on love. Take on compassion. And just see what happens. And if you want to share, if you really take this on and you want to share what comes up for you, write me at KimberlyCoaching.com. Yeah, write to me, please. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you would go over to iTunes on your computer and rate this podcast, rate and review this podcast. It's the only way this podcast will ever get heard or get seen on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate if you wanted to do that as an act of service to me. Um, Okay, you guys are amazing and I can't wait till next time.